All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, and a happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. If you are celebrating, if you're you were dreading it and now just getting through it, then uh, I hope you're getting through it. So not a not a happy Valentine's still a happy Valentine's Day. I don't know. It is Valentine's Day. Fortunately, I have a Valentine who doesn't make me do ridiculous cheesy things like go out to restaurants for fixed menus and spend a ridiculous amount of money for no reason. Yeah, yeah. I always tell my wife I would rather go to dinner like five other times throughout the year and spend just as much money but get a better meal. You know, it's one of those things. But if that's your bag, handle it, do it, go out, get the prefix menu, waste some money. Yeah, I don't care. Here comes the hate mail. I love Valentine's No, I don't it's fine. It's fine. You can love Valentine's Day. I it's fine. It's just not not for me. And that's why we're in the studio tonight recording episode eighty six. That's right, episode eighty six of Go Tell to the Wall Podcast. Got a lot of great stuff for you tonight. I am your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and you are going to enjoy this one, even if you're listening after the fact and you're mad at me because you went out and got a prefix menu with your loved one, your significant other, uh, on this fine evening that is Valentine's Day. So let's get into it with some social plugs. That's right. You can follow us multiple places before episodes, during episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please. And one of those places would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter, follow at Tell the Wall Pod and and I said and Magic Muppet. And at Magic Muppet. That's right. At Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. Those are our official Twitter accounts for Twitter accounts for the podcast for uh, myself and, and really everything that we do that involves the podcast, the channel, and all that good stuff. So follow us there. And of course, we are currently live on Facebook right now. Head on over to Facebook, uh, type in facebook.com slash go tell to the wall, or just search go tell to the wall, whatever is easier for yourself. And like our page, check back often for updates. Uh, w- that's where we put put out a lot of, like all the new episodes go up through there and a lot of information and that kind of good stuff. So a lot of social engagement on there. So again, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, and we are still on YouTube. YouTube's like still killing it lately. I don't know what's going on. It's funny. YouTube's not really our thing usually, but it's been killing it, doing good numbers. So, uh, I, so we're going to continue. We were continuing anyway, but now we're really pushing for it. Head on over to YouTube, search, go tell it to the wall. Subscribe to our channel. Check out all the videos. We got beer reviews up there. We've got all of the live feeds get posted up there, uh, as well as a bunch of clips and some other good stuff that you're going to find there. And most importantly, all encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right. SeanO'RourkeLive.com will actually link you directly to all of those platforms I just mentioned, as well as finding lots of exclusive content that you're not going to find on those other platforms on seanorworklive.com including blog posts, photos, stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. And even more importantly, on there you can link to our Patreon page and our Indiegogo campaign if you if you see fit to support us financially, if you have the means, uh, please do so. It helps us to to keep afloat, helps us to keep going, helps us to keeps me in beer, you know. We need to get beer. I'm just kidding. It's not buying beer, I can assure you of that. But please, please, please help us out on Patreon or Indiegogo if you have the means and if you are so inclined uh, to do it. Please, please help us out. Ah, man, like I said, happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Uh, I've got some Valentine's Day themed things we're going to get into tonight. Not crazy. I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day. I'm just, I'm not, like, it's fine. I I have no problem with it. Um, The the thing I enjoy about it most right now is I have a two-year-old at home. So, like, that part of it is is enjoyable. I bought my daughter uh, a couple of little plush things for Valentine's Day. And and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that shortly when we get into it. Uh, the more of the Valentine's Day stuff, but that's that's really where it ends with me. I mean, I bought my wife gifts and stuff, and we, you know, we still do that thing, uh, but we do not go out on Valentine's Day. We don't. I just I haven't gone out on Valentine's Day in so so long. Uh, you're you're getting a crazy reservation. You're paying for like a fixed menu most of the time, which is ridiculous. You're not getting the best food out there. It, it, it's just it's not the time to go out and eat. Go, like stay home. If you have a significant other at home, stay home. Cook cook your significant other dinner instead and then take them out to dinner like on the weekend. So what I'm doing is cooking dinner for my wife uh, uh, this tomorrow night, actually. So instead of celebrating tonight, which is Thursday and it's go tells the wall night, we are doing it tomorrow because I don't care what a calendar says. I'm just going to make cook food for my wife. Uh, I did give her gifts today. You know, it's kind of like, all right, it's Valentine's Day. Here's your gifts. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. All right, beer this week. 
beer this week. I'm I'm moderately excited about this one. It, it's good. I'm not super. I'm not as excited about this one as I thought I would be. And it is a tasty little brew from New Belgium. New Belgium Brewing. We've had many of theirs on here before. And it is the Voodoo Ranger Liquid Paradise IPA. It's the Liquid Paradise IPA. It is interesting. Uh, it's cool. New, uh, New Belgium is doing a revolving hop series. There's a lot of craft breweries out there that do this. Uh, Stone does it. We've had some stones. I don't know if we've had them on podcast episodes, but they're definitely up in the beer reviews, some of their revolving hop series beers. And this one fits the bill. It's very it's very tasty. Uh, when I first picked this up, I thought it was going to be one of the more hazy IPAs, like a little juicier, hazier, uh, not like a traditional New England IPA necessarily, because this one probably fits that bill. But I'm thinking more of the juicy, hazy stuff that we're seeing a lot of now. It is definitely not that. Uh, it has a fruity kind of front to it. It's a little grapefruity. I'm sure that's coming from the hops as usual because it's it's not that like fruit added in there. Uh, and it is sitting quite high. It's at 7.8% alcohol content. Uh, so use caution if you're picking up some of these. It's, it's a little high alcohol content for most beers you're going to find out there. Not super high for a craft brewery, uh, but a little higher nonetheless. Seven Again, 7.8. That, that, so be careful when you're drinking this one. Definitely hoppy, definitely has a little bit of a bitterness to it. The, the grapefruit is kind of on the front of it, uh, and then you're getting kind of a traditional IPA. I, I, I almost want to call it a West Coast IPA, but it technically is not because it's from New Belgium, uh, but it, it's got a West Coast IPA taste to it with like a little bit of a New England IPA feel, you know, with that fruitiness to it, but not super fruity, not like the uh, hazy little thing from Sierra Nevada. It is tasty. Check them out. New Belgium. I always recommend New Belgium. I just, I'm not a huge fan of this one. I like the can designs. I'm always into super cool can designs. Uh, but, you know, check them out nonetheless. They, I, what I would say is they have better beers that you can find from New Belgium. Uh, but if you like to try a little bit of everything, this is right up your alley. Liquid Paradise IPA. Check them out. I'm still enjoying it. It's not to say that I'm not enjoying the beer. It's just like I'm not I'm not running out to buy a bunch of this. I'm not buying like cases of this to just keep it home like I do with uh, with some other craft brews that I find that I that I thoroughly enjoy. All right. Before we get into social social media trends, I want to talk about something. This is very important to me. Uh, it's very important to a lot of people in the world in this country. It should be very important to you no matter who you are. Uh, and we had a little rally. We had a little rally. There were a couple of dueling rallies that took place in El Paso this week. I'm not going to get into the minutia of each of the rallies. I'm not going to talk about people faking uh, the amount of people that are at rallies and, and, and trying to attack the other, whatever it is. That's not what I'm here for. What I'm here for is one of those rallies uh, was put on by the Orange Menace there in El Paso. And he was talking about his stupid fucking border wall as usual and talking about how, how crime-riddled El Paso is and all this other stuff. It's ridiculous. Again, I, that's not what I'm here to talk about. What I am here to talk about is there was a BBC reporter that was attending the rally covering the rally. They were in the press pit covering the rally, uh, and, and specifically a cameraman. There was reporters and cameramans. There was a cameraman for BBC filming it. And what happened was during the rally, during the rally, he was attacked from behind. An attendee of the rally literally tackled him from behind and knocked over his camera and all this other it attacked, completely attacked. This is a, it was assault. It was assault. I haven't looked into the legal ramifications and if they caught the guy and if they're pressing charges and all that stuff, but it's assault. Assault and battery, really. Maybe it's not assault. I always get confused on the link, you know, the, uh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> See, Chris is, give, Chris is giving me the numbers. I was looking at those numbers too. But what's more important to me is that we have a journalist who was completely attacked at this rally. And if you're not familiar with Orange Menace rallies, there are oftentimes where he points, points to the press and calls them not only fake news, we've all heard that one, but also the enemy of the people. Not even, I'm not exaggerating. These are exact words that have come out of his mouth. The enemy of the people. The press is the enemy of the people for covering current events and what is going on. Enemy of the people. Think about that. Here's why this gets me so so, so riled up. Last year in 2018, we had 34 journalists that were murdered around the world. Not just killed. There were actually 54 journalists that were killed. Some of those just being in dangerous situations. We had 34 of them that were actually murdered. Murdered. Killed for being journalists. 
And yet we have the so-called president of the United States, this orange menace who stands on a pulpit and knows that all of his dumbass ridiculously like I can't even they just there, there aren't words to describe the people that go to his rallies and support him. But he's riling up these dumbasses and then they feel empowered to attack the press because why? Because the orange menace stands up there and says this is the enemy of the people. What do you expect to happen, you stupid son of a bitch? What do you expect? And we have all these sheep that follow him. Sheep. I, you know what? I wouldn't even say sheep because you're intelli the intelligence of the people that follow the Orange Menace and go to his rallies, the rallies like this, it's insulting to sheep. I'm not going insult, to insult the IQ of sheep by putting them in the same category. And what you're doing is you have these dumb people, low IQ people, who are just following following an orange menace and he says this and what do you expect to happen what do you expect to happen and the bottom line is 34 journalists 34 journalists murdered last year for being journalists for trying to bring current events and the news to the people in fact this is one of the main reasons i don't watch handmaid's tale anymore i think it's a fantastic show i think it's great it scares the living shit out of me it does it scares the shit out of me there was the episode where they, where uh, the main character went into the building and all the journals, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I wouldn't even consider myself a journalist, but I'm it, like ridiculously supportive of any kind of journalism out there. Any kind. With the exception of Fox News. <laughs> Just kind of throw that in there. Ah, but it's disgusting. It's disgusting. We can't do this anymore. We can't. And we can't have a so-called president who stands up there and condones this kind of violence against journalists and against the media. It has to stop. It has to stop. And anyone out there listening, you can take part in making this stop. Speak out about it. Defend journalism. Defend it. Whether you agree or not, defend it. Because that's all we have left. That's all we have left. All right, let's get into some social media trends. I, I needed to get, like, it's been, I've been heated all week. All week, this dude got attacked. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. And thank you to Jackie McMullen, uh, who recently on ESPN in the past few weeks brought that up, how many journalists were murdered. Uh, she is a journalist out of Boston, sports journalist out of Boston. It's just disgusting. All right, some social media trends. Social trends. Uh, Chris, I see her. It's not giving me all of the... I don't know. I'm seeing people join and jump off and everything. So I know Chris is on. Uh, if, if anyone's on there that's joining and you want to, you know, intercede or you want to let me know you're here, go ahead and, and, and speak up because it's not showing me like the little faces in the corner. It's just giving me numbers and I'm seeing that go up and down here and there. All right. Social media trends. Oh, man. I See, I didn't even want to talk about this one either, but I just want to bring it up and I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to. It, it, like we all know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know how important this is. Uh, one of the hashtags trending on Twitter and other social platforms right now is hashtag Parkland School Shooting. That's right. Hashtag Parkland, hashtag Parkland School Shooting. Not because we had another shooting, but because it has now officially been one year. One year to the day since the Parkland School Shooting. Uh, since the, the mass shooting uh, school shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School down there in Florida. One year. And what's changed? Nothing. Nothing. And unfortunately, that's why people have to continue sharing this hashtag. Uh, and I would encourage anyone out there that feels the same way to also share the hashtag. I am mixing my words today. I don't know what's happening. I had a long day with my kid. My two-year-old was all over the place today. I think I'm just a little tired, so I'm mincing my words here. But definitely share that hashtag Parkland school shooting uh, and also hashtag gun reform now. You know, a year ago, I, I went off a year ago about how important it was and, and we've all nothing's changed. Nothing. All right, let's lighten it up a little bit. We got some uh, some Valentine's themed hashtags that I want to get into here. First one I was looking at today was hashtag science Valentine's. Science Valentine's. Uh, now, you can pretty much figure out where this was. And I'll be honest with everyone out there. I, I jumped on Twitter today, and everyone was doing that like, oh, my God. One person in particular, and if you listen to this episode, you know who you are. Like, every every five seconds was like, roses are red, violets are blue, blah, 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 blah. And it was like others. And it's like, um, okay, I get it. I get it. Let's not beat the hell out of this, this trend right now. Uh, but hashtag Science Valentine's. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, 
this one, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into these. I think if you're into sciencey type things, which I am to an extent, but I don't under, like, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I, I just, I'm, I want like elementary school science for, for me personally. Uh, I think science is great. It's just once you start throwing out like big words, I'm like, man, I can't, I went to film school for God's sake. I don't know what to do with these big words. Uh, so check that one out. Hashtag science Valentines. Uh, another one that's been trending today. This one I really like. And if I'd been active in social media years ago when I was single, I probably would have been sharing this hashtag. And that's hashtag single awareness day. That's right. If you're single on Valentine's Day, uh, many people out there refer to it as single awareness day because people know you're single because you don't have Valentine's Day plans. You're not getting flowers at your office or candy or whatever else it is. And you're just painfully aware that you're single. Uh, and I will tell you right now, before I get into the, the one joke that I really enjoyed with this, it's okay to be single. There's nothing wrong with that. Before I met my wife, I thought I was going to be single the rest of my life. The rest, I was like, I'm just going to be single the rest of my life. There's nothing wrong with it. Be single. Like, enjoy being single. It's just, it's, it's astounding to me what we do in this country and in this society where we're like, you need to find, no, you don't. It's okay to be alone. Who cares about a stupid Hallmark card holiday? Nobody. Nobody. Well, some people do. Nobody else does. Oh, that reminds me. I need to get on a social platform and, and share some photos of, of my wife. I, I don't know. Although, shout out to Bridget. Oh, my gosh. I, this, and this is off the top of my head. I know Chris is on here. And I don't know if Bridget is watching with you, Chris. Uh, she, she shared a, a, a photo of her, and her, of her and Chris, Chris and Bridget. And it was a heart around them. And it said, I hate everyone except you. That's my idea of a Valentine's Day post. That's my idea of a Valentine's Day host, post. And I, because I hate everyone except all of you out there that are listening to this podcast and my wife and daughter and some of my family. Some. Uh, but I will tell you this one I enjoyed. The Singles Manifesto, uh, Valentine's Day equals can't wait till February 15th equals discount candy. Yeah, I actually might hit the store tomorrow. I'm going to pick up some Reese's peanut butter hearts. Those are so good, and they're so cheap. Like, right? I, I, I tend to do that. You get the, you get the Reese's uh, peanut butter Chris, the Christmas trees after Christmas. You get the hearts after Valentine's Day, and oh, the the original, the eggs after Easter. And I think we're dealing with an early Easter this year. I don't follow the Lent calendar anymore. Lent, that's the period before Easter for those of you uh, that have never heard of it. Uh, but I believe it's coming. I can always tell when Easter's coming is because I start seeing the commercials on television. So Jack in the Box is already advertising their their cheaper fish sandwich deal. <laughs> that's how you know everyone out there, wall fans, podcast consumers, common sensors. Uh, if you're not aware that Easter's coming up, when you start seeing the commercials for cheaper fish sandwiches at like fast food places, that means Easter's coming. Means we're That means we're about a month and a half away from Easter. <laughs> 40 days to be to be more exact, but we're about a month and a half away from Easter. Um, all right. This one I also enjoyed. Hashtag unhappy Valentine's Day in five words. And there it is. This one I really enjoyed uh, from Barry Colthorpe. Barry Colthorpe. Uh, hashtag unhappy Valentine's Day in five words. Remembering who your husband is. And then, of course, it's a gif of the Orange Menace and his... I was about to say lovely wife. I'm not giving her lovely. And his wife, the supposed first lady of our country. Supposed they're all supposed. Every Everyone's sitting in that white building in Washington. Disgusting. Uh, all right. One more I want to share with you. And this one, I just anyone out there, I want you guys sharing this. Especially if you're a, a uh, consumer that watches the videos. Because I talked about hashtag support indie podcasts last episode. Uh, and with this one, I want you to do the same thing. Really, anyone you can find out there, this would be hashtag support small streamers. Support small streamers. I don't think we officially qualify as a small podcast anymore. In fact, I was talking to my friend down the street who also has a podcast, uh, and I was telling him how many unique views we're doing. I was like, yeah, we're doing 12 to 15, and he's like, that's really good. So I was like, all right, maybe you can't consider the, the podcast small anymore, but the stream is small. We don't do a ton of numbers on the stream itself, so please, please share the videos, share the stream, do all the things with Hashtag support small streamers. Jeez, I am mixing. I don't know what is happening. I suddenly got a lisp tonight. I don't know what is going on. You know, it definitely means we need more uh, New Belgium Liquid Paradise IPA going here. Mm. All right, let's get into some TV, film, and books. Oh, man. I promised all of you out there, didn't I? Didn't I? Two weeks ago, I promised you because we've been talking about Firefest since the very beginning. Like, honestly, I'm not going to take credit for we were talking about Firefest first, 
But we were talking about Firefest so long before everyone else was. So long. I'm going to go dig up the episode. Uh, it, it Clearly, we didn't break it or anything. Uh, but we were well ahead of the curve on that one, which we tend to be with a lot of things that go tell it to the wall. I, like, I, I'm going to make a list one day and put them here and like, yeah, we were talking about this shit before everyone else was. So give a little credit here, guys. Not that we're breaking things. I'm not saying I'm breaking that news, but we were talking about it. And I did finally get around to uh, last weekend watching some of the, the Firefest documentary that is on Hulu. Uh, my wife and I actually sat and watched it. I got a good chunk of the way in, and I was like, I'm just not interested in this. So I got up, went outside for like five, ten minutes, came back in, and I watched another little while of it. And I was like, I still don't care about this. I don't. I just was completely uninterested, and it was very boring to me. I know a lot of people out there are like, watch the Firefest documentaries. I didn't care. I, I honestly didn't care. Didn't even watch the whole thing. Uh, so I'll be honest with everyone out there. I watched it. I just was completely uninterested. Not interested, not interested at all. I, I just wasn't. Um, and the Netflix version, what I'm hearing, because I didn't watch that one, and someone at a party last weekend, uh, my, my good friend had a birthday party last weekend, and, and we started talking about it, and, and they were like, oh, no, you got to watch the Netflix one, not the Hulu one. Well, as it turns out, I did a little research on the Netflix version, and it seems like that one's probably not very authentic either. And you know why? Excuse my language here. I think I already dropped an F-bomb, but excuse my language here. Uh, there is a media site called Fuck Jerry. That is the name of the site. They're currently changing their name to Jerry Media or something, but Fuck Jerry. They pushed out a lot of the Fire Festival stuff and promoted it. Well, as it turns out, and they talked a lot about that in the Hulu one. I did catch a lot of that because that's a big aspect of this. Big aspect of this. That's why... Uh, the Jenner kid was getting subpoenaed and a bunch of other Instagram models, whatever the hell that is. I still don't understand what the hell an Instagram model is. But whatever that is, they got subpoenaed to, to testify in court. And what happened was, fuck Jerry, the media company, actually produced the person that's in, in the head of that media company as actually one of the producers on the Netflix documentary. And not only that, but had final say in the had say in the final cut. Now, the final cut, they had say to an extent, but then there was a little bit of a veto action there uh, that made it a little better. But essentially, this is more scamming for money. So Netflix and Hulu, for that matter as well, are standing on the backs of these rich millennials that got ripped off by going to a defunct fire festival that wasn't planned out very well and now what's happening let's make let's make more money off of that one of the media sites that really should be in hot water over this is making money off of the documentary think about that wall fans common censors it's not right that's not right so we're not gonna i'm not i'm not gonna talk about the fire fest anymore i'm, I'm not i'm not gonna give them more airtime. I'm not going to put that out to our 15,000 plus listeners. We're just not doing it. This is the end of it. But I did say two weeks ago I had watched the Fire Festival documentary by now. And that's my takeaway from it. And on top of that, Ja Rule is literally playing a concert tonight. <sighs> probably right now. He's probably on stage going. <sighs> that's all he does, right? I, I, like, uh, no. I, I mean, I was a DJ when he had some popular stuff. But yeah, it's still. <sighs> it's dumb. But by all means, give the dude more money after he ripped off a bunch of people. For God's sake. Oh, oh, Breaking Bad fans. Do we have some Breaking Bad fans out there? I'm sure we do because apparently everybody on the face of the earth with the exception of one or two people is a Breaking Bad fan. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm one of the one or two people. Well, we got some news about the movie, the Breaking Bad movie that's going to be coming out. I think I talked about this, just teased it at one point because some news was coming out that they were developing a Breaking Bad movie. We've got a little more information. It's been announced as a sequel starring Aaron Paul. Uh, it's going to be feature length, obviously, and it's going to air exclusively on Netflix, and then it will go to AMC. AMC is the original channel that had the Breaking Bad series. I think a lot of people are super excited about this. Like I said, I'm not excited about it. Uh, my wife and I got through... The first season and like one or two episodes of season two and like both of us kind of looked at each other and we were like, I I'm just not interested in this. Yeah, Chris, I'm, I'm not interested in it. I'm not. 
I'm not. I didn't watch The Wire either. Am I going to get, like, I, The Wire and Breaking neither one of those really enticed me at all. And I always say, watch what you want. I mean, I'm going to go to the theater and see Jay, the uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back 2. So, so, like, clearly I'm not one to throw stones. It's, I'm just saying I was not interested in Breaking Bad. Just wasn't. I got through a season and a couple episodes. Not interested. Just didn't want to do it. Maybe part of it is I see Brian Cranston as the dad on Malcolm in the Middle all the time. No, that's definitely not it. Because I've seen him in many other things, and I think he's fantastic in those. All right, uh, some more Breaking Bad news. This one I am slightly intrigued by, and of course, uh, especially Chris, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, we're going to get this in. Uh, Sony Pictures is developing a Breaking Bad-themed line of beer. Breaking Bad-themed line of beer, that's right. It's going to be called the Schrader Brow. Schrader Brow, and I believe Schrader, Hank Schrader was a character on Breaking Bad and might even be on the new show. Chris can help me out on this one. Uh, the... Uh, the show with the lawyer, you know, I'm blanking on his name now, but there's like a thing, uh, Better Call Saul, which is kind of a spinoff of, uh, I don't know, he might be on that one. But apparently in the show, he was craft brewing his own beer, uh, so now Sony is going to take advantage of that, craft their own brew called Schrader Brow, uh, and of course, in addition to the beer, they're going to create glasses, openers, shirts, and all that madness that you do when you have a beer or a brewery or a, you know, whatever it is. Uh, so Sony Pictures getting in the craft brewing game, apparently. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's pretty cool. Um, we'll try, if, if it does come out, we'll try to get some on the podcast, despite the fact that I'm not really a Breaking Bad fan, uh, just because I know everyone else on the face of the earth is a Breaking Bad fan, you know. Uh, no, he's not on Bra Better Call Saul. Thank you, Chris. I have not watched Better Call Saul either. Uh, I really like, what's his name? Uh, uh, Odenkirk. I, I enjoy him as an actor. And maybe I would enjoy Better Call Saul. I haven't watched any of it. It's just it wasn't high on my list because uh, because I, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. And I watched some of it, and then I was just I was over it. I, I really enjoy all the actors. I like Aaron Paul. I, I really like Brian Cranston. I mean, who doesn't like Brian Cranston? Uh, but I just, just wasn't that interested in the show. Uh, a show that I am very interested in. Very, very, very. And I know everyone else out there is. We got some Game of Thrones news. Dun, 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 dun. I'm not even doing the Game of Thrones song right. It's been too long. It's been too long. Has it been? I feel like it's been like eight years since we got a new episode of Game of Thrones. And this isn't news about a new episode of Game of Thrones or even really important stuff about Game of Thrones. But apparently a lot of people had wondered what had happened to Sarah Pounce. Are you guys familiar with Sarah Pounce? Sir Pounce? This was the cat that uh, Tommen who was the king before, spoiler alert, I guess, like, come on, guys, uh, was the king that, before Cersei became queen, she's the son of Cersei, the brother of uh, Joffrey, Tommen, and this cat that he loved, it was called Sir Pounce. Well, the showrunners came out for some reason, like, for some reason had to come out and clarify what happened to Sir Pounce. Well, it turns out, Cersei did not like Sir Pounce. She did not like the name. She did not like the cat. So after Tommen killed himself... Oh, God, spoiler alert. Sorry. Catch up with Game of Thrones, people. After Tommen killed himself, uh, she decided to kill Sir Pounce. Killed him. And the death was not on the show simply because... And this is according to the showrunners, Benioff and Weiss, was not on the show because the death was so brutal they had to cut it out. Holy shit, how brutal was that death? How brutal was that death? Because we've seen some stuff on Game of Thrones. We have seen some stuff. Like, what's his name with the dog? Oh, man. I mean, basically, what's it? The, the, the dude. Uh, help me out here, Chris, if you can. The bastard guy. Uh, blanking on his name. The, the, other, the bad dude in Battle of the Bastards. I mean, we saw him with, uh, with uh, Sansa. Like, him getting. Really? The cat dying was too much to show on game. Whoa. Whoa. That'll probably be on the Blu-ray, guys, if you're interested. So, uh, so check that one, I guess. I don't know. All right, let's get into some mental health. Mental health. And I kind of not themed this, but there's a lot of stuff going around because it is Valentine's Day and people are talking relationships and all that kind of good stuff. So there's some of that, some of that going on here. Uh, and really, I, I, it's important to me uh, because 
I've experienced this. I live with it. My wife has to live with it on a daily basis because of me. Uh, so relationships and understanding is really important to me, and that's why I wanted to bring up some of this. And there was an article that came through The Mighty, uh, and it was actually a, uh, a woman who had written a letter a letter one year after, thank you, Chris, Ramsey Bolton, Ramsey Snow, and then Ramsey Bolton. Just blanking on the Ramsey name. That was the bad dude. He did a lot of things in Game of Thrones. Spoiler alert again if you haven't seen I'm. You know what? We're not doing spoiler alerts on, on Game of Thrones past, uh, like, up. Like we'll do it for the new season when it finally comes out, but I'm not doing any, any spoiler alerts on Game of Thrones because, like I said, it's been like eight years. Uh, but this relationship thing, so this, this woman had written an article and it basically took her about a year to get over a breakup. And what happened was, uh, this man had broken up with her because she had bipolar disorder. He found out about the diagnosis and then actually went to tell his family, uh, and his family insisted that he break up with this woman because she had bipolar disorder. And I want to give you this first quote. And this is, and I quote from the mighty and Megan Rowe, quote, you sat me on the edge of my bed, made sure to keep your distance as you explained to me, I no longer had a place in your life. Tears streamed down my face as you told me that your family, not now knowing my bipolar disorder diagnosis, did not approve. They thought we had broken up two weeks ago and you had been hiding me. I always knew you were ashamed. End quote. I'm going to tell you something right now. Just because you have a mental illness, mental health issues, does not mean you're broken. In fact, you can function just as well as anyone else in society. And I'll tell you this, Megan. Megan, right? Megan, you're probably better off. And it sucks that it took you a year to get to a point where you could write this letter and this article. And it, it sucks that that had to happen. But in the end, you're probably better off for it. You're probably better off for it. Because I'll tell you, there's plenty of people out there. Mental illness doesn't completely define you as a person. And don't get discouraged because there are plenty of caring people out there. I found one myself. My wife is very understanding of my mental illness. I actually have a few different friends. I'm not going to give their names out here where I know that suffer from very debil- can be at times very debilitating mental illness. And they also have very supportive partners, wives, husband, whatever it may be. Multiple people. And they get along just fine. But unfortunately, we have this stigma. We have this stigma. And it should never be used as as an excuse to end a relationship. In fact, it came close to happening to me once. Unfortunately, I wish the relationship had ended because it was a very toxic relationship. That one's actually going to be talked about a little bit in the blogs. I don't think it's up yet. But this, this comes up. And you can't use it as an excuse to end a relationship. You can't. Simply having a diagnosis does not give you an excuse to end a relationship. And if someone has ended a relationship with you because of that stigma, because you have some kind of diagnosis, know that there are better people out there. There are more supportive, more caring people out there. And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And on top of that, there can be challenges. Like I said, there's challenges all the time. All the time. And in fact, I want to share this one with you from the mighty. And I quote from this article from, who's this contributor? Ailish Gannon. Ailish Gannon. Uh, And she says, sometimes love looks different when you live with mental illness. And I'll tell you, there are things here that hold true. It's inevitable that people will leave you. It's inevitable. But like I said, there's other people out there. And then on top of that, I understand this. And I'm sure most people that have been dealing with mental illness for a long time understand that sometimes we require a little more care. Some days can be tough. My wife understands this. But we just need that little extra support. And if you find someone that can give you that support like I have, like many people out there have, then you're going to be in a better place. Because sometimes that's all it is. And I'll tell you, if you do suffer from mental illness, and even if you don't, even if you don't, if you just need it, don't be afraid to require more love from your partner. I'm not talking about physical love, sex, or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. 
What I am talking about is just understanding and more of that support. And obviously, if you have those problems, you can get that. There are people out there that will give that to you. I will bring up one thing, one important thing. There is a fine line between getting extra love and extra compassion and codependency. You don't want to be on the other side of that line of codependency. But it's okay to require a little more support. It's okay. And communication is the most important thing when it comes to relationships and getting through those hard days. It's communication and understanding what is needed. Like, for example, this is the best example I, I, like I can give because I, people fall on either side of the spectrum. Some people, when they're having a rough day, when they're very depressed, when they're suffering from terrible, terrible anxiety on a given day, they may want a hug. They may just need a, a cuddle or a snuggle. But then there's some people out there that don't. I'm one of those people. When my anxiety is through the roof, when I when I just don't know what else to do, I, I can't be touched. So that's where communication becomes key. And my wife knows that at this point. Sometimes when I'm having a really rough time and I'm like not yelling, but just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. My wife will say, can, can, do you need a hug? I say, not right now. Usually five, 10 minutes later, I do but not right now. So communication is key in those instances. Communication is key. One more thing I want to talk about on the topic of mental health. I'm getting a little, not really over time, but we'll probably be running through some tech stuff here. Oh, hey, Uncle Guy. My, my uncle just joined the stream here. Now I am seeing some people on this. I don't know what's happening. I'm seeing some people and not others. Uh, and these are basically 11 truths. Man, see, there's me. Truths. Truths? I'm having that lisp a little bit here. Uh, of people with high-functioning depression. And these are things that people shared. And I just I don't want to go through all of these. Uh, but I will tell you, one of the things that's important here is seeking help feels like a monumental task. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people, And it took me years, years to talk about it. We're talking 10, 15 years to really even talk about it openly. And that's because you don't want to bring people down. You just don't. You don't want to bring people down. Another important thing to keep in mind is how you feel on the inside doesn't match up with how you act. I can't tell you how many people, if I had a dollar for every person, oh man, how many people say to me, oh, really? You, you have mental illness? You have obsessive compulsive? You, you seem like such an even-keeled person. Well, that's because I, I, I don't just do it out in public. I don't. Another thing to keep in mind is people that have high-functioning depression, anxiety, uh, they are their harshest critic. Absolutely. I play over conversations I had a year ago thinking I said something stupid. I do. Going to parties can be very anxiety-inducing for me. Not at the party itself. Sometimes at the party itself. Not necessarily at the party itself. But what happens is I come home, I lay down in bed, and I rethink every single conversation I had. Every single conversation. And if it's one word that sounded dumb or could be misconstrued, I'm up the rest of the night. Uh, another thing to keep in mind, self-care is complete, feels completely impossible. These are things when you're really suffering from depression and anxiety, uh, it, it can be very difficult. It can be very difficult. Uh, you also tend to have a sense of no accomplishment. This is me on a daily basis. My wife comes home and I'm like, I got nothing done today. And she's like, the whole house is clean and you edited four videos and you, you prepped an entire podcast episode. It's not enough. Harshest critic again. Uh, and one thing, two things I want you to keep in mind. Uh, social media can make it easier to hide your depression. Social media can make it easier to hide your depression. This happens all the time. You see very happy people on social media platforms. We don't know what everyone's dealing with. And then on top of that, other people see that and they're thinking, oh, well, I'm not as happy as that person. And so that's what happens. And one more I want to share with you. High functioning doesn't mean there isn't a risk of self-harm. It doesn't. 
Uh, personally, I am not someone who really has ever had problems with self-harm. Uh, but this can happen. And keep that in mind. Definitely keep that in mind. So I just want to share those with you. Um, and another thing to keep in mind that wasn't even on this. Uh, for me, I, is don't keep it all inside. Talk to your significant other. Find somebody to talk to, whether it's a doctor, whether it's a friend, whether it's a, 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 a significant other, whatever it is, family member. Uh, because for me, sometimes I just tend to keep it all inside. And then, it, and then one day I just completely blow up, blow up and then break down. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, a ball of anger, you know, and anger being a relative term, but ang I'm just angry and, and, and anxious. And then I go from there to just completely depressed and I'm just a puddle on the ground, puddle on the ground. So take care of yourselves out there. All right, let's get into some parenting. We are definitely going to be short on time tonight. Uh, and I apologize to everyone on the live stream. We're having uh, some issues on the live stream. I'm sure it's the Wi-Fi. We've had some internet issues here in uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, apparently, the rain messes up your internet, despite the fact that the cables run underground. I, I've I've all, never I've never understood this. It's cable. It's underground. I got cable internet. Those things run underground. If I had a satellite, I'd be like, okay, well, the wind is... No, it's cable. It's under the ground. Well, how, is the, how is the rain and the wind affecting it? So I apologize to everyone on the live stream. We're having a little technical issues there, but it is back up. I actually just told my wife to get the heck off the Wi-Fi, <laughs> so it's functioning a little better. Um, so let's get into some parenting. Peppa Pig Syndrome, or the Peppa Effect. Chris, uh, do the girls watch Peppa Pig? Let me know if they do. I don't I don't know that I've seen much Peppa Pig stuff at, at your house, but maybe they did or they did at one point or they still do. Uh, but apparently Peppa Pig syndrome and the Peppa effect, if you're not familiar with that, it's a it's an animated cartoon. Is a thing that's happening now. Parents are reporting that their kids are talking in a British accent. <laughs> which is awesome. Not only talking in a British accent, but sometimes using different words. Uh, for example, saying torch instead of flashlight. And what do I have to say to this? It's simply hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, so if your kids watch Peppa Pig, keep in mind that they might might start talking in a British accent. And there's nothing wrong with that. You'll probably find it hilarious. Keep them up for the cocktail parties and have them tell jokes in a British accent. <laughs> don't do that. That is not my parenting advice. Uh, I think it is hilarious. I, I, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do if my, my kid starts talking. and She doesn't watch Peppa Pig. I, I don't know if she's too young for it or we can start watching this. She, she doesn't watch much more than uh, Daniel Tiger and Sesame Street, but maybe I'll start showing it to her and see if she talks in a British accent, and I'll get back to all of you. All right, a little more parenting news. This one's kind of in parenting. It in, should be in common sense, and it's definitely a good on you. So we had a story out of, uh, out of South Carolina. Uh, there was a 7-year-old and a teacher. Uh, they actually ended up saving the seven-year-old's dad. What happened was the boy came home uh, from school, found his dad in a diabetic shock. In a diabetic shock. Uh, Chris, please start showing the girls Peppa Pig so that we can hear them talk in a British accent. I'm just kidding. Uh, Chris's girls, he has two beautiful daughters. They do not watch Peppa Pig. Uh, but seven-year-old came home. Found his dad in diabetic shock on the kitchen floor. He tried to call 911 but couldn't unlock his dad's cell phone. He also ran to the neighbors, but the neighbors weren't home. So then what he did was the only thing he could think of. He got on his bike and started to make the five-mile trek to his grandmother's house to get help for his dad. As he was pedaling his bike down the highway in South Carolina, a teacher was driving by and saw him. She stopped and realized after she stopped that she had this seven-year-old in her first grade class the previous year. So obviously, a couple other drivers stopped. They called 911. Firefighters came on the scene. They, the boy was able to give them directions to the house where his father was in diabetic shock. Unfortunately, the, the dad is doing just fine. Just fine. But the two of them, thanks to this, this like intelligent seven-year-old, who tried to call 911, tried to go to the neighbors, and his only other option was riding a bike. And this teacher, who pulled to the side of the road and was able to help the dad. Thank thankfully for the two of them, uh, the dad is doing just fine. This does bring up a very important thing that I had never thought of. Never thought of. 
everyone should have a landline in their house. Especially if you have kids. You should have a landline. Because what would happen is if they had a landline in their house and had taught the seven-year-old to call 911 on the landline, he wouldn't have had to get on the bike. And I'm not getting on those parents or any. I We don't have a landline. And here's the thing. You're going to say, well, I don't want to sign up for phone service. All you have to do, go to a thrift shop, buy a little push-button phone, one of those little things that you know we all had in the 80s and 90s. Plug it in. You don't have to have phone service. You plug it in. If you plug a phone into a phone jack that's connected and you dial 911, it's going through. So my wife came home from, from her office today and I said, well, we're getting a phone. My kid is probably still a little too young to be dialing 911. Uh, but I said, within the next two years, when she's able to dial 911, we need to have a phone in the house. And I know a lot of people keep them, them in their emergency kits so you can plug it in. and stuff. I, I say, if you have kids... Plug it in because if God forbid something happens to you, your kid's going to be able to call 911. Well, not all teachers are great. Not like that one in South Carolina. In fact, we had one in North Carolina. Apparently, South Carolina is the Carolina to be in because I'm just kidding. No offense, North Carolina. I'm totally kidding. This is one person. We had a substitute teacher in North Carolina uh, had a student come in. The boy was wearing a black t-shirt and like black athletic pants as well as some Air Jordans. Uh, the substitute teacher told the boy he was wearing prison garb and it was just a matter of time before he would be sent to prison. In addition to that, she taught her class that, this is a substitute teacher, but she still taught the classroom, that Martin Luther King died by suicide. I wonder where she got that from. Where could she have gotten that from, wall fans and common censors? Could it be that the Orange Menace, our so-called president, said this? And maybe that's where she got it from? Let's go back to what I was talking about with the BBC cameraman. That's what we're dealing with these days. And I know this because in addition to that, she said, if you're Christian and don't support Donald Trump, you are not a Christian. My head exploded. I said, well, I think quite the opposite. You got that racist, bigoted son of a bitch sitting there in the White House and you think he's Christian? Give me a fucking break. Sickening. We all And we all need to do better overall. I don't care what city you're in, what state you're in. Substitute teachers, teachers need to be vetted better because that's disgusting. It's one thing if you want to be an Orange Menace supporter, and that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to get into the minutia of that. But to say things like this, blatantly racist things, Martin Luther King committed suicide? It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm going to save this one again. I have a personal story. No, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm, no, I'm going to save it. All right, let's get into some tech. Oh, the scooter wars. The scooter wars still going on. It was the scooter wars of 2018. Now it's the scooter wars of 2019. We'll probably be in the scooter wars of 2025. That's when the scooters become self-aware and we're actually fighting the scooters themselves. 2025, be ready for it. Mark your calendars, wall fans. Uh, we did get a report on e-scooter injuries. There was a consumer report that came out uh, that says e-scooters are responsible for 1,500 injuries. 1,500 injuries so far. What I have to say to that is I'm sure it's much, 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 much more, and that is not a very good consumer report because you see reports of injuries like every five minutes. Every five minutes, these e-scooters, injuries, come on. Uh, and it's because there's virtually no safety precautions. And if you're sitting there like, man, fine. Scooters are fine. They're so much fun. Maybe this will change your mind. Maybe this one. There's a security firm that found some vulnerabilities within e-scooters. Vulnerabilities. Apparently, they can be hacked. <laughs> yeah, they can be hacked remotely. And not only can they be hacked, but the hacker can make them accelerate or stop immediately. <laughs> accelerate abruptly or stop immediately. Seriously. 1,500? Much, much, much more than that, especially with stuff like this coming out. Stuff like, it's, it's ridiculous. And just more on the Scooter Wars. Lime lost their lawsuit in San Francisco, and they will not be able to operate their scooters. They're, they lost their appeal 
to operate electric scooters in San Francisco, and they will not be operating them in San Francisco. Good on you, San Francisco. Get those goddamn scooters out of there. I am going to start collecting them and throwing them. I don't know. I'm not actually going to collect them. Like, I don't care enough. I just think it's ridiculous. I feel like they're following me. They've been close to the house a couple weeks ago. One was parked in front of my house, and I was like, oh, my God. The scooters have become self-aware. Not a fan of scooters. Not a fan of scooters because there's just no safety precaution. I see the appeal. There's no safety precaution. There's it's nothing. You get kids jumping on these scooters, running into cars, and leaving them on side. Like, get out of here with that. I don't want to be walking my kid down the street, which I do on almost a daily basis, and not be able to walk on the sidewalk because somebody dropped a stupid e-scooter in the middle of the sidewalk. Come on now. All right. They're done with the scooter wars. We've got some good tech news, actually. Are you a Lego fan? I'm a Lego fan. Well, I was. I mean, I, I am. I was. I was a big Lego fan as a kid. Lego just announced a new line. It's going to be called the Hidden Side line. That's right. Hidden Side. This is a new line of Lego AR sets. AR meaning augmented reality. These are going to be Lego sets that you're going to have an app on your phone and you're going to put it up and the Lego set's going to like come to life and do extra things within your phone or your tablet or whatever it is you happen to be using. Uh, they're coming out this summer, and they're going to range in price from twenty to one hundred and thirty dollars. That's fan. I think that's fantastic too. Like, good on you, Lego. Because when I started reading, I was like, oh man, there's going to be some expensive Lego sets. They're going to have AR sets, augmented reality sets, as inexpensive as twenty dollars, and then up to one hundred and thirty dollars. That's fan. That's fantastic. I think Lego does a great job. I, I just, they do a great job. They, they really. I know they've had problem, like not problems, like um, you know, legal morality. They, they've had, you know, uh, revenue problems in the past, but I think they're doing a great job. They're keeping up with the times, and they're doing doing just fantastic things. Oh, Instagram. Chris, you use Instagram? I don't know if Chris uses I probably You probably don't use much Instagram, right? Uh, I, I don't use it. I have an account. It's basically my wife tagging me in photos of, of, uh, of my daughter. That's essentially my entire Instagram. Uh, but they had a pro, they had a little bug. Last night and into this morning, Instagram did. People were reporting that they lost followers. Uh, some lost thousands of followers. Some lost millions of followers on Instagram. Uh, apparently, this should be fixed by now. So all you hipsters out there, you can calm down. You can get back to posting photos of your avocado toast. And everyone, all your followers are still going to see it. So just calm down. Yeah, see, Chris, you don't seem like an... I'm not either. I'm not an Instagram guy. I have an account. But I just uh, I don't uh, I don't use it much. I'm usually just tagged in it, or people are liking old photos that I took. I'll never get rid of my Instagram because I definitely have uh, one of the best Instagram names out there. It's SoCalSean, uh, which I I've used on other things, but I usually have to add a number to it for Instagram. Somehow I did years ago didn't have to add a, a number to it. It's just SoCalSean. I know it's cheesy, but it's like in in this day and age when you can get something uh, cool like SoCalSean or whatever, it might, like take it, you know. My Instagram handle should be Magical Muppet, uh, but somebody had already used Magical Muppet, so I'd be Magic Muppet, which is fine. I got approval uh, from from my little big sister Juliet, so she she approved it because she gave me the Magical Muppet name. So Magic Muppet was okay; it still worked. Instagram. Uh, all right, let me get through these last couple. We got some new Google products coming out in 2019. Sometime in the next year, we are going to see a new watch from Google. We're going to see a new Google Home. We're going to see a new Nest Cam, uh, among many, many other things that Google will be putting out. So look forward to that if you want to connect your life even more and make things ridiculous. And this one I'm super excited about. Chris, get excited about this one because I don't know if you've seen this yet. There is a tiny Pac-Man game that just came out. I don't know if it's available for sale yet, but it was just announced. It is literally the size of a credit card. It has two buttons on one side and the little arrow buttons on the other and then a little Pac-Man screen in the middle. It's the size of a credit card. You can put it in your wallet. Oh my God, I need one of these and I'll be looking to get one. And people are going to be like, but you can play games on your phone. That's not the point, people. It's not the point. I'm not a freaking millennial. I want these like more traditional games like this. That's why I don't have a PlayStation 18 or a Xbox 305 or whatever else, Nintendo Switcheroo or whatever they call it. I got an NES Classic. That's what I play if I do play a game, and I ain't played the thing in months. I don't play a lot of games, but I would play some Tiny Pac-Man on a little game the size of a credit card. Like I'm, just, It's fantastic. I'm all about it. Especially, here's the thing. Keep this in mind, wall fans, common sensors. If you're in a place where you're not supposed to have your cam your phone out, 
Boom. Pac-Man. Tiny Pac-Man credit card size game. Boom. All right, let's move on to some common sense. We are running out of time this evening. It's always freaking... Uh, uh. You know what happened was I, I, I get a little into the mental health stuff and the parenting stuff now. And especially when we open with talking about BBC reporters getting attacked at Orange Menace rallies. We run out of time. So we're a little short on time, but I do want to get through some of these. This one is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, Barney's. Barney's has some new products out there. You fan of Barney's? Chris, you shop at Barney's? I doubt. Chris does not shop at Barney's. I already know this. Why am I asking him? Chris doesn't shop at Barney's. I don't shop at Barney's. I'm sure many people shop at Barney's, and that's fine. Go to Barney's. Shop. However, I will 100% not be shopping at Barney's now, and I would encourage all of you out there, if you did shop there, to not shop there anymore because their new product line, they have released a couple of things. I knew Chris. I don't even know why I was asking you, Chris. Barney's is not a store. For, it's not a store for me. It's not a store for you. That's why we're friends. That's why you produce the show. That's why you're on here giving me information. Ugh, Barney's, their new line, it includes items such as a $950 bong, and a $1,475 weed grinder. I'm not fucking kidding. These things exist. You can buy them through Barney's. You know why this is disgusting? Do you know why this is disgusting, wall fans and common censors? There are people still sitting in jail for minor marijuana offenses. Sitting in jail still right now. For minor marijuana offenses. But the, this, this is the disgusting country that we live in. Where we have companies that realize they could make money off of this. So despite the fact that people are still sitting in jail. For smoking a joint. Sitting in jail. Smoking a joint. We have big companies like Barney's. And all these other venture, venture capital firms. That are investing in marijuana companies. And it's disgusting. And just everyone's out there. Oh cool. I'm going to get me a $950 bong at Barney. Give me a fucking break. It's disgusting. If you're one of the people that's going to buy this, stop listening to my show. Stop. Just stop. This is not for you. It's not often I tell people not to listen. It usually has to do with the Orange Menace or dumb, ridiculous white people stuff like a $950 bong. It's only, you know it's only white people buying that. It's some rich white dude who's like, oh, look at my bong. I got it at Barney's, and here is my $1,500 grinder. Get the hell out of here. Gross. Mark that one. Hmm. All right. Have you guys ever wanted to... Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Chris is saying he will continue to not shop there. <laughs> I don't even know where there's a Barney's in L.A. I, I mean, there's one in Beverly Hills. I was seeing it in this article. Is that the... Like, Barney's, I think... I feel like it was more of an East Coast brand. You know, we had more of like the uh, Nordstrom and, and which I, I these are all nation. I don't I'm not a fancy shopper. The fanciest I get is Macy's. I got a Macy's card. I go there. I like to pick my Levi's up when they're third. They're on sale for 30 bucks. Maybe a couple button down shirts, you know, for when I got to actually do things and look presentable. I, t I told you guys last week I, I got some Calvin Klein suits and some Hugo Boss. But outside of that, it's all Vans and Levi's and band shirts. We're in a van sweatshirt right now. I think this thing probably cost me $20. I can't keep track. $20, I'm sure I paid for this thing. Go to Barney's and it's good. the same same quality sweatshirt's going to cost you $150. Probably more than that. Man, usually I over-exaggerate. $1,500. What am I doing? $150. All right, wall fans, common sense. Are you guys interested in Bigfoot? You interested in tracking down Bigfoot? Well, there's a new opportunity for you if you are interested in it. Uh, you can hook up with former MVP and All-Star Jose Canseco of the Major Leagues. I almost I almost said Hall of Famer. Can you believe that, Chris? I was almost like Hall of Famer. Because if it wasn't for, you know, all the things, he might have been a Hall of Famer. Well, they got two. There's one in the Grove, too. There's a Barney's at the Grove. Don't go to that one either. Don't go to either one of them. Of course there's a Barney's at the Grove. Of course. I avoid the Grove like the plague. People just go there so they get, can maybe get on camera of some kind. That's all they do. Nobody actually shops there. Do you know that? No one actually shops. They just walk around. And they get some little food and they walk around. No one no one buys anything. And people are going to... I'm going to get hate mail. I buy all my things. At the, it's fine. Buy your things at the Grove. I don't really care. Jesus. It's a joke. Uh, Jose Canseco. 
for a mere $5,000, which actually seems really cheap to me. If I was a big Jose Canseco fan and I had like expendable income, $5,000 to go on a Bigfoot hunting trip with Jose Canseco? Cool. Uh, unfortunately, there's only five spots available, uh, but you know you're going to be able to shoot up all the steroids you want. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, definitely hook up with Jose Canseco. Go looking for Bigfoot. Whew. There's a sports store in Colorado that's closing. Closing. Well, you know what happened was uh, about a year ago when Nike came out with their ad campaign. Camp campaign? Campaign. Campaign featuring Colin Kaepernick. This local sports store there in Colorado decided they needed to remove all of their Nike merchandise. They didn't want to sell Nike merchandise anymore because they didn't want to support Nike and Colin Kaepernick. Well, after 20 plus years in business, this sports store in Colorado will be closing very soon. And I'll tell you, you can disagree. Disagree with me, disagree with Nike, disagree with Colin Kaepernick. If you're going to operate a sports store, and it turns out, Chris, you're going to enjoy this one. It turns out the main thing they sold in this item lab, I feel bad. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. Don't be ignorant and stupid, dude, that owns this sports store. Uh, the main thing they sold in the sports store was football jerseys. That was their, their main bread and butter was selling football jerseys. Right? Do you guys know, if you're not familiar with sports, this is why I know Chris is going to enjoy this, uh, Nike has an official contract with the National Football League to make all of their jerseys. <laughs> so every football jersey, basically newer. I mean, you, like I got a Reebok jersey in my from years ago because Reebok was at one time was uh, was the was the blah, 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 the people, <laughs> the official jersey partner of the NFL. But you can't, how are you going to, you can't not sell Nike when NFL jerseys are your main seller and that like, come on. <sighs> blows my mind. All right, I'm going to leave it on a lighter note. If you're a Led Zeppelin fan and a Vans fan like myself, Vans is coming out with two new iterations of Vans shoes in conjunction with Led Zeppelin. Uh, one of them is going to... Blah, blah, blah. One of them is going to have the Led Zeppelin album art from Led Zeppelin 4, and the other one is going to uh, feature the Led Zeppelin, like the... The Zeppelin, like crashing. I feel so dumb here. I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan. I, I, I think I, I feel like I didn't do enough drugs as a kid to really become a Led Zeppelin Pink Floyd fan. I like I enjoyed to an extent. I mean, Jimmy Page can. Oh, man, that guy can slay. I enjoyed it to an extent. Uh, but really, when I was in college and doing my drugs, I was listening to punk rock. Like That's what I was doing. I was not. It's just, it, and nothing against Led Zeppelin. I think they're they're great. I just I don't know much about them. I was never super into them. But if you're into Vans and Led Zeppelin, uh, you'll be able to pick up some eras soon that are going to have uh, that Led Zeppelin four logo on it. And you're going to be able to pick up some skate highs. Those are the, one of their high top versions of shoes they have. Uh, they're actually the same. If you remember, the skate highs are the same as my limited edition Deadpool shoes that I brought on the podcast and shared with everyone that was on the video feed that night. If you want to go back to YouTube, I can't remember. It was, I'm going to tell you it's right around July 18th. Cause my wife gave him for, gave him to me for our anniversary. So it's sometime after July 18th, check it out. Uh, those are the skate highs. So if you're a Led Zeppelin fan and a Vans fan or one or the other, well, really, if you're more a Led Zeppelin fan, I don't see a ton of Vans fans, like just picking these up. Vans does these col collabs all the time. And it's like, if you're just buying every collaboration from Vans, it's a little crazy. Uh, so it's more for the Led Zeppelin fans, but check them out. You'll be able to pick up some Led Zeppelin-themed shoes from Vans. Fantastic. You know we love some Vans here at Go Tell Us The Wall Podcast. Mm. That is going to do it for us here tonight on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. Uh, and like I said, all of you are my Valentines, kind of secondary to my wife and my daughter, but you're all my Valentines. I love all of you out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. For God's sake, make sure you share the podcast. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Of course, Facebook, where we are currently live right now, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, also YouTube, head on over to YouTube, search, go tell us the wall, subscribe to our channel, check out all our awesome videos. And most importantly, bookmark it right now. As you're listening, seanorourkelive.com, uh, will take you to all those things I just mentioned. Check back often. There's new blog posts, new photos, and all that good stuff going up there all of the time. So you want to have that bookmarked. You want to check back often. Uh, and of course it's going to take you to all of those other things that I just mentioned, as well as subscribe buttons and all this good stuff. So make sure you're subscribed and leaving reviews and doing things and sharing uh, with your friends and all that good stuff. 
Oh, and I will tease it a little bit. I don't have any uh, specific information yet. We are going to have some crossover action with another uh, independent podcast in the neighborhood. Uh, some people that I know personally, and we will get into that as soon as we kind of iron out the details and figure out what we're doing with that good stuff. Almost forgot about that. All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world, thank you for joining. This has been a special Valentine's Day episode 86 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite, favorite, favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And we, oh man, we might be back next week. Uh, I'm looking at some scheduling conflicts. I'm going to update everyone on that on social platforms to so make sure you're following there. Uh, it, we'll have some stuff next week. Might just not, might not just have a full episode. So, uh, we'll see you next week. Make sure you're checking back often. Uh, and remember wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with and no matter why you are doing it always, always use common sense.